Hey everyone, Joe here with the Modern Heathen Man. I want to welcome you all to the show this evening. I know it's been a while since I did an actual podcast. I've been on kind of a hiatus. I've um, been doing some other stuff and doing some soul searching and trying to really figure out where I'm going with this podcast, um, what I'm looking at doing with it, how I'm going to grow it, and some of the other things. And the biggest thing I want to do is I want to be able to bring to you things that help you in your walk with the gods. So I've been really trying to figure out how I'm going to do that and what I'm going to do with it and how it's going to um, progress forward. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about heathen artisans, and we'll step into that in a moment and you'll understand why. Um, in my hiatus here, I've been doing some stuff, and I've come up with a new company called uh, Modern Heathen Sundries. We actually produce soap. I produce them from scratch. Um, just some oils and some fats and some other stuff and uh, some lye and some water. And I put it together and I add some scents to it and I create a really good um, soap that's really um, nice and usable by people. Feels good on the skin and makes stuff really nice for you. But with that said, I want to delve a little bit in today about heathen artisans and how we as heathens need to get back to the old ways of doing things. How we need to teach our children how to really begin um, doing the old ways and producing the things that we used to produce on a regular basis at the farmstead that will bring us closer to our ancestors and closer to those people that came before us and help us understand a little bit more about how their life was affected by um, the things around them and how they used every little bit of everything they had in order to produce the things that they needed for daily life and the things they needed for worship and to honor the gods. So with that said, I'll be back in a few moments. I'm going to have my wife with me, Kelly, and we'll go ahead and go over what we think of heathen artisans and how that plays into the modern heathen man and a modern heathen world. So I look forward to talking to you. I'll be right back. Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Cars everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small D poles of 5 to 6 inches for $40. 7 to 8 inches for $45. 9 to 10 for $50. And 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Hemdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Skadi, Sif, Er, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. 
Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone, we are back, and I want to thank you for joining us for Modern Heathen Men. As I said, I was contemplating for a while as to where I wanted this podcast to go, what I wanted to portray in the podcast. Mainly, my biggest thoughts were, how do I get you closer to the gods? How do I venerate myself? And how do I build this podcast to glorify the gods rather than myself or anything that we do? So... I've come to the conclusion I built myself a basic syllabus of what I'm going to go over over the next year, and I'm hoping that this will uh, move us along. I don't know if I'm going to continue to do it every day. I may do it like once a week, but I'm going to do it a little bit more sporadically if I do. I want to try and do it every day again. I enjoyed doing it every day. It was fun for me, but we'll see where it goes. Well, we've just had so many life changes mm-hmm. in the past few weeks. Um, my schedule's changed. My job has totally changed. Right. What I'm doing has changed, and that's what we're going to get into here in a moment. We're going to talk about heathen artisans and um, what and heathen hobbies. You know, we see a lot of heathen people going back to the old ways, um, doing some you know, woodworking or doing some carving, doing things like metalworking and forging, right? So we see a lot of that happening. And I really like that, especially in the modern age and modern heathens doing that because it brings us so much closer to the ancestors, brings us so much closer to the gods. And, you know, like, do we really understand what it was like when uh, he was building the Molnir and Loki kept biting him as a fly? Do we really know what that's like? Do we understand the heat that was in front of him, the power that was being um, exerted, pushing that hammer into bending that steel and then being bit by a fly at the same time? Without understanding how that's all happened or the atmosphere around them, we really don't understand the basis of that story. I mean, we could get a brief understanding of it was annoying. I mean, honestly. Yeah. But we don't truly, truly understand until we do those things and understand how they are. Um, we and my family have taken on the moniker of building um, a soap business um, just to help people get clean, we call it modern heathen sundries. And it's really a unique experience because I'm building soaps based on um, what the actual ingredients do, how they help you, how they cleanse you, how they make you feel afterwards. But in the same token, I want a product where people are able to get down, relax, and get close to the gods using my product, you know, Modern Heathen Sundries. And that's where I think a lot of heathens are, and they're hoping that through their product, you're able to grasp on, hold on to, and maybe join in with them in venerating the gods and the thing to do. I know somebody who creates a Thor's hammer or a Molnir is not making it just to make jewelry. I mean, that's honestly truth i mean they're making it in the hopes that you take that you wear that thing and it connects you to thor connects you to the gods in some way that they know that their product is being used properly 
Do we lose something we in the do. mass production? That's what I'm do. thinking. And I think that, you know, it's, it makes it better for us. It makes us more connected when we can share with each other our talents. So, you know, it, it's not just like, it's not just talents that we share with the outside world either. I mean, we go gardening ourselves. Right. And I see a lot of heathens and pagans doing gardening. Right. And not just for aesthetic reasons, but they right. do it for herbal medical reasons you know right. they, they grow their own potion right. plants and things yeah we do yeah. things for fun i mean me and um jesse still and we're you know we're growing peppers and we traded information back and forth on how to make peppers hotter and how to make a sauce and do some other stuff right. and in that we became closer in sharing a joint effort and making something better from what one person had and teaching someone else to do something different. Well, I mean, sharing that knowledge mm -hmm. is really important. I think that's what a lot of kids and pagans do, is the strength of it, is sharing the knowledge that they have with other pagans. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that we can feel this idea of mass-produced as opposed to singularly produced or produced by a heathen artisan is in runes. I mean, we could buy runes of any different type that are mass-produced thousands of places we could buy runes until a heathen takes time to actually produce those runes for you or you take the time to produce them yourself you don't understand the connection that you can have with runes or the connection that they can have with you especially when you take the time to seek out that wood ask that tree for that wood um have the gods give you that wood or gift it to you and then you create runes from that with your own you know, hand, that power goes into that product and that is manifested in that product when you use it as a divination tool. Well, I, I think that goes along with heathen music and heathen artists, mm -hmm. like, you know, paintings and anything that they even make for mass production. Somebody had to create that and the idea that you would get closer to the gods using whatever that is. So like a t-shirt that you buy from wherever. Somebody created that. Somebody came up with that design to make you closer to the gods because they knew it wasn't going to be something that flood, like necessarily flooded the market for right. Walmart or something. But right. they knew it would, you know, well, get yeah, to a bunch of people. Speaking of Walmart now, all of a sudden Walmart has axes and Thor's hammers that are more of a marble hammer, Thor hammer that they're offering. But for still, it's right. out there. You right. Know? And it's like, hey, it, you know, I think they're starting to cater to another market because. I walked through the jewelry department the other day and there were a bunch of things that were stars and moons mm -hmm. and um, more not Christian references that I'm used to at right. Walmart. They're recognizing that people are fleeing the Christian religion right. and coming they from they the to, Yeah, I, mean, I saw like um, Buddhist symbols there and like the, uh, what is it called, the Hamsa yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw some jewelry with that somewhere. And the Om. With the Om. So they, they are embracing other cultures. Like, one of the other places I saw, which, which surprised me, about a year ago, I was going through an Amon catalog, and they yeah. had a bunch of things that were not Christian faith-based, which is surprising for Amon, because that's their, their bread big and moniker, butter. Yeah, yeah, their, yeah. their bread and butter was usually Christian um, housewives. But yeah. seeing that there's other things out there is really cool. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, when we do this, when we talk about these artisans, one of the big parts is we have to begin to use those artisans as heathens. And yeah, it may be a little more expensive or they may be a little more um, out of the way to get or we have to wait a little bit longer for it. But what do we do when we purchase from another heathen artisan? Um, I will say this, and I know for a fact that like Mormons, they're supposed to buy from Mormons first. Okay, before they go anyplace else. If they can't find that particular product within the Mormon community, then they can begin looking on the outside of that Mormon community to purchase that product. It's the same thing with Jewish people. Jewish people are supposed to buy from Jewish people first. And why do we see that happening? Well, they understand the idea that if they purchase from their own people and they purchase from the people within their community, then their community continues to strive and live and make it because they're able to do that. You know, we have come up in a society where we look for the cheapest thing, the fastest that we can get it, and the best way we can possibly get it, and expect the Taj Mahal of things when we get them. Unfortunately, we end up getting stuff from Wish that's a dollar, and it falls apart a week later, and we have to buy a new one. Or we buy cheaper stuff from Walmart that falls apart in six months, and we have to buy a new one. Where if we would have taken the time and bought it from a heathen artist to begin with, it wouldn't have fallen apart. We'd still have it, and it would still be with us today. I think there's more of a, a care when you buy something from uh, an artist or something too. I think you respect it more than if you would go to Walmart and just buy it. So, like, I went into a store the other day, and it's a small business, don't get me wrong, and I was looking at some of their products and stuff, and they had rooms there. They did. They had a really pretty pair, a really pretty set of lapis rooms. They were beautiful. They were $25. And they were mass produced, of course right. they were, because they came from somewhere else. And I understand she has to make her cut, and mm -hmm. whoever made it has to make their cut, and wherever she got from how to make their cut. But when you were looking for rooms, right. you went to somebody you knew who was a heathen artist who right. put out that they were making rooms. Right. And I bought them for twenty five dollars. No, you bought them for it was fifteen dollars. Oh, fifteen is right, yeah. And the thought was put there that they were making being made for me. Right. Not by right. somebody who right. doesn't even understand what they're for. Right. Not only did the artists understand what they were making, they understood the power behind each and every image they carved into that piece of wood. Mm -hmm. They understood who they were making it for. They knew that I'd be using them on a daily basis, that they'd be something that I would have as a go-to. And all that gets poured into that product. So, you know, we need to buy stuff from Heathen Artisans. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Heathen Artisans, and I look forward to it. I'll talk to you in a few moments. Listen to these promos for some Heathen Artisans I know of. They're great, and I thank you for listening. So I'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it 
to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores, Redbubble, say that three times, all of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash midgardmusings and youtube.com slash midgardmusings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S. We'll find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Hey everyone, we're back and thanks for joining us. So yesterday the ironic thing that happened was I was going out to get a haircut on a beard trim so I could look a little bit better. So while I was at the barbershop, I happened to strike up a conversation with a gentleman about our kids. Um, how kids, you know, don't do stuff today, they don't go outside, they don't do this, they don't do that. <clears throat> and then he mentioned uh, how wimpy our kids would become and I said, yeah, they really have. You know, they don't know how to do anything either. They don't know how to do the things that we did as kids. You know, the things that we learned to do as kids. And we got on the subject of talking about, you know, the pioneers and how they had to do all this stuff. And, like, how you can literally deliver everything for a home to someone's lot today. And they wouldn't know the beginning step to building a house. I mean, you could give them everything that they needed to build a house, but they wouldn't know what to do. And I think that... You know, for the heathen community, it's a little bit different because we're a little more active in doing some of the things that we like to do and getting back in touch with our ancestors. We learn a little bit more about how to do things that they did. I mean, we learn how to churn butter. We learn how to grow things in our yard. We learn how to do wood carving. We learn how to do um, basic uh, furniture stuff because we make our altars. And we learn a lot of that. And not all of us do it, but it could be something that's really good for your family and your kids. Um, my older son was really excited this year because he got to go to school. Uh, what was the name of the class he was doing? Uh, he's doing a farm, farming, framing, and uh, construction class. Right. So he was really excited about that because he's like, oh, yeah. And I said, yeah, if you paid attention to all the stuff that we've done together, you'll be okay because you'll be able to do all that pretty easily. Well, yeah. So do you guys yeah. And furniture and, and all sorts of and repaired furniture and yeah. all sorts of stuff together. Yeah, and I mean he knows how to use all the tools, pneumatic tools, the regular hammer and nails and saws and something. He even knows how to use all the electric tools, you know. So he's really excited about that. But I thought about that and I'm thinking, wow, I wonder how many kids don't know. How to do anything? Well, I, how many kids of, are afraid of going in there and learning new stuff? I kind of think we're blessed in a that he is going to a rural school. I mean, mm -hmm. yesterday he came home all excited that he took an equality assessment exam yeah. to earn a credential so that he can go to the local livestock auction and buy a cow and butcher it and sell it himself. Yeah. 
And I think that's really cool. Again, that that goes back to touching on the ancestors and how they had to learn how to do all this from one other person. And I think that's really cool. Back to the whole idea of buying from heathen artisans. I mean, we should be looking for heathen butchers. We should be looking for heathen clothes makers. We should be looking for heathen cobblers. But I know there's not many cobblers. I'm just saying that. But we should. Yeah, heathen businesses we should be seeking out and purchasing things from heathen businesses. There are places that, you know, sell books and everything else from heathen artisans, but we should be looking for a heathen publisher's clearinghouse-style place that we can purchase directly from a heathen to a heathen. And all that that does is that grows our whole process. Well, I think it also goes to show that, like, most of these heathens that, that are doing this stuff are either this is their main source of income mm-hmm. or a supplemental source of income. And you're trying to help them maybe put their kids through dance lessons or um, karate school or, you know, you know, doing something that they can help supplement their income. If you have the ability to help somebody else with their income, help them put food on their table or rent. You know, a roof over their head. Yeah, or, definitely. Or, yeah, and all the places that you'll hear on my podcast that have the promos on them are places that are heathen places that I've actually used. I use Beast Curiosity's beard oils, and I use, you know, um, the little altars that um, Odin's Beard Woodworking has, and I use runes from um, Midgard Musings, and I also watch their podcasts, and I enjoy them. I, I really do. No, it means getting their name out there and letting people know they're there. Yeah. yeah. Letting them know that you're there to support them. And maybe you can't get something from them all the time. But buying one or two things from them really makes a difference for them. Yeah, especially around Yule. We're getting ready for our Yule presents and stuff like that. Make sure you look at them as, as an opportunity to buy from a local heathen business something that somebody may want. I mean, there's a new local business. What's the name of the place that makes the Thor's hammers? Which one? I, the Foundry. Yeah, the, the uh, old old ways forge. Or yeah, old ways forge is a new one that just contacted me, and I told him I'd be willing to go ahead and give him a promo out there and let people know about him. And I don't have to. I don't collect any money from these people to do this. I just do this because they are heathens. I need to get their name out there. So old ways forge. If you look them up on Facebook, they have some really beautiful molniers that he's creating that are made from. Damascus steel that are really, really beautiful. It takes him some time to create them. You know there's his sweat, blood, and tears put into this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know he's doing it to honor the gods when he creates this because it's just a beautiful product and it speaks volumes when you see it. Well, I, so. think we, I think we do that with, with all of our artists, though. Like every artist that, that is a heathen artist or a pain artist does it for. I remember, like, does it with heart and soul and love, and right. you know, with, with with deities in mind, not just as a mass-produced thing. Right. And I think we need to really start focusing on them and how 
we interact with them and how they, they really need us as business. You know, in modern heathenry, we have so many places to go to get stuff. At the click of a button or on our phone, we can look for a new Molnir. But I think we need to search those ones out that are the people that understand what a Molnir is, not just are producing a Thor's hammer for somebody. Right. And understand the symbolism that goes on that Molnir right. or doesn't go on that Molnir. Right. Like, and we can hail and worship with them, you know, when they produce that Molnir. And that's a really great thing. Like, we have a friend who's in the military and he works at a metal shop. And this year he made us a, a hammer for our altar. Oh, yeah, it's that's beautiful. Really beautiful. He makes uh, scrap metal in his workshop at work. But it's beautiful to us. And it means a lot because one of our kinsmates made it. And right. he made a, um, hammer for his neck. What's my name on it? Yeah. And I'm really impressed by it. And, you know, I wear it all the time, but the power behind it is incredible. Like, we hollow our hall with the hammer that he produced. And as much as kitschy as that may sound, the power behind it, the reason he produced it was he saw the hammer that I had, didn't feel like it was adequate. He was felt in his heart that he was told to create a better hammer, a more powerful hammer. And through his work, his sacrifice, that hammer came about and it hallows our halls. And now I know for a fact that our halls are hallowed through his sacrifice and through the time the gods told him to take to create this hammer to do this work. Right. And it weighs about 10, 12 pounds. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's hammer. huge. Yeah. But it's Definitely. So when we come back, we'll talk about heathen hobbies and how maybe you can get into one. So I'll talk to you in a few moments. Hey everyone, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. I was looking for some new stuff for my beard and... I was looking around and I wanted something my wife would like as well. I was looking for a good product that didn't leave my beard feeling greasy, that nourished it and kept it moist, and had a good scent to it as well. Um, so in discussing with my wife, we tried a few different things, and I found this wonderful heathen place called Beast Curiosities. Now they don't just offer beard oil, they have quite a few different products available through them. Um, you definitely want to go ahead and check them out at beastcuriosities.com. But I specifically tried the beard oil. Um, I tried Hell's Respite, I tried Tears Loyalty, and I tried, give me one second, Yord's Wilderness. 
all of these were really great beard oils. They all had wonderful scents that lasted a long time and would stay with me throughout the whole day. They nourished my beard and kept it good. And they also made it that it felt nice and was good to smell and other people around me liked it quite a bit. So when you actually get in their oils, they tried really hard to produce an oil that does what it says it's gonna do while nourishing your beard as well. They tried a few products till they got the great one together and they call it their magical beard oil. I will tell you, it is magical. It smells great. Even after going to the pool with my wife for about three hours, my beard still smelled great and felt great. So. With that said, I'm gonna tell you to go ahead and check them out. Again, they're not only beer oil, but Beast Curiosity is a place you wanna go, beastcuriosities.com. You can also email him and check out his products at beast at beastcuriosities.com. They have a Twitter account at BS Curiosities, and you can also find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash beastcuriosities. You definitely wanna go out and get some of this if you have a beard. It is a wonderful product, something great to use. My wife and her friends all love this product quite a bit. So go ahead and get it if you get a chance, guys. It's a wonderful product. Thank you, guys, and have a great day. Hey, everyone. We are back, and I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking the time to uh, listen to Modern Heathen Man. So let's talk about uh, modern heathen hobbies and some of the ones that you can get into. Um, one of my hobbies is I actually carve out effigies of the gods and I put them in my yard. That's one of my favorite hobbies. It's like a little bit of carving and some woodworking and stuff like that. Um, mead making is a really good Beekeeping. hobby. Beekeeping. But mead making is one of my favorite hobbies. Um, I really enjoy making meads and other um, libations that we can go ahead and use in our uh, ceremonies and stuff and you know how sacred they are and i just really enjoy those i mean another one of my hobbies honestly is right here the podcast i think this is one of my greatest hobbies um i have quite a few hobbies so you know, touching you them all. Yeah, yeah, touching them all is really hard. You like to do the wood carving. You like to build things. You yeah. like to, to do the, the beekeeping and the yeah, gardening. Gardening. Yeah, bread yeah. making. I really enjoy bread, bread making. Bread making. Cheese making. He loves yeah. to make cheese. We can't find the, the right milk anymore. To yeah, make I used it, to really like making cheese. We used to make cheese all the time when we lived in Utah. I made an incredible feta. It took me forever to yeah, make, but I made great. an incredible feta cheese. Mm -hmm. So it was we good stuff. hungry just thinking about it. <laughs> But I do those things because it puts me in touch with, you know, I remember my grandmother making a lot of stuff. And I remember, you know, being in her kitchen and seeing those things produced and wondering how they did them. Jarring. I do a lot of yeah, jarring and panning. Yeah, jarring and panning. Yeah, he yep. does a lot of that. I'm, I'm, I'm not that domestic. I'm sorry. He's more domestic than I am. It's just the way it is. I'm the one who goes out to work every day. And he's the one who does all the fun stuff. Soap making. <laughs> I've been making soap now for how many years? Oh. Well, we made it about 10 years ago. Yeah, then I, then I got out of it for a while. Now I'm back into it. So. But when we did it before, it was all melt and pour yeah. and, you know, just adding what we wanted to the bases and stuff. Now we're actually making it from scratch and doing yeah, it Yeah, good cold process of... Uh, so making. I'm finding that I'm enjoying making it with them too. Like we do it together, and we do it kind of as a family. Like we, we get the kids involved. Really, they're not really involved in is the live production right. because we don't want them touching the line. My 16 year old, I'm gonna start teaching him how to do that and how to take precautions to do that. And almost everything on my altar, I produced. 
almost everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and my, I think mine is collecting stuff for my Ulta because yeah. I have like, I have, a, I don't know, my collecting bugs. Lately, I've been collecting yeah. different. You like bugs. painting though too. I do like to paint. I haven't painted in quite a while. Yeah. Um, writing. I like to write. I, I write my own blog on Facebook. And I have, what, 1,200, 1,300 followers? Yeah, something like that, yeah. But I, that's what I do. I like to write. I like to put my feelings out there, but kind of anonymously because then I don't have to, like, put my face out there. Because there's sometimes I don't want I don't want my friends all knowing my business. And I have some close friends on there, but most of the people are strangers that just listen to what I have to say. You know, it's just... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I like putting my feelings out there for other people to see. Right. But, you know, it's kind of a, an outlet for me. I think is really what it is to get my feelings out there, my experiences, and it's just nice for me to be able to do that. The biggest thing I wanted to portray in this podcast was the idea that most heathens have hobbies, whether they know it or not. You know, and those hobbies, you know, flow into. Um, helping other heathens create those hobbies. And if not, you really should be helping other heathens uh, with your hobby. You should be doing things. I have a gentleman who is coming here. He makes um, effigies himself of the gods, but he's out of wood. Now, I have a huge pile of wood that I have out back for effigies that I want to create. So I said to him, well, why don't you come by? I have some wood. You can pick a few pieces, and I have a couple different types of wood out there. So he's more than excited that we're sharing and giving to each other the ability to create our hobby, that is good. That is heathens helping heathens. And I'm not doing anything to create his thing that he's doing. He's not really doing anything for me other than helping me to help him. I really enjoy that. You know, yeah. That's really nice. Well, I'm giving a gift that is told by Odin to do consistently. One of our friends, their hobby is tattoos. Yeah. And she's decorating herself with tattoos. We've obviously always talked about Jackie before. Mm -hmm. um, but she's decorating herself with tattoos. But she's done tattoos for us. Yep. And she's done tattoos for other people. And that makes her feel good. It makes her, you know, the last tattoo that she and her husband did was, was Joe's tattoo, which is a forest gander on his chest. And right. that helped them venerate the gods. I mean, it wasn't. Going to a studio, it wasn't, you know, going somewhere where it's almost clinical to get a tattoo. Yeah. And that, that, I've gotten a tattoo. Not that it wasn't clean. It was very clean. Yeah, was they very used gloves clean. and everything yeah, else. It was, it was just clean. normally like you would normally get a tattoo. Right. You know, the difference was it was a heathen giving me a heathen tattoo. And so was, the understanding of what it was was a little deeper than me just going to some tattoo artist going, you know, when you put a mole near on my chest. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, we did everything you know, procedurally correct and, mm -hmm. and clean and everything else and sterile. But having it done in the comfort of your own environment yep. is a lot different. With your own people. With your own people is a lot different than going to a tattoo shop and, and just having, it's almost, the tattoo industry is almost becoming factory. In a way, because you know, so many people go and get tattoos done at a shop, and you're paying a bunch of money, and there's no connection between you and the artist for the most part. They're just doing the art to get you in and out and done. Yep. You know, with these, our friends doing our tattoos was a personal connection, a spiritual connection. You know, that his is a Thor's hammer, mine was a bee, and they just have meaning for us. And the tattoo that I had gotten done before that was another one of our kindred. Yeah. Um, 
members. Our kindergartners did a tattoo on my neck. And there was one that was uh, the dads had asked me to do. My nature dad, Freya in particular, had asked me to get this done, and it's an owl behind my ear. And it was done at one of our our uh, kindred rituals. It was done at one of our bloats. And there were kids running around, and it was done outside in a comfy chair in, the, mm-hmm. in our yard, and there were, there were tarot readings going on around us, and horror readings, and castings, and it was springtime, and the flowers were, and it was just, it's one of my favorite memories, to be honest, because there was so much love, and so much, the gods were with us, and it was just an amazing experience, and I don't think I could ever go to a tattoo shop again and get a tattoo done, because I just, I have to have that connection now, I have to have that connection with somebody now. Right, so what I'm going to tell you is, maybe take your time, pick a, a skill you want to learn, or pick a skill that you may have already, and really start honing that skill for the gods. Um, share that skill with your friends that are heathen. Begin to actually build something upon that, make something out of it, and really get good at it. And find out how to venerate the gods through it. Find out how to venerate the ancestors through it. Find out how to bring honor to yourself and your kindred through it. And be the best you can at it. I mean, as I say this, I'm looking at a stuffed little guy of Bob Ross behind my <laughs> computer that my wife got me. But really, think about him and what he did. I mean, he went from being a drill sergeant in the military to becoming a guy who was a painter, to talking about teaching other people to paint. And now he has his happy little trees there and his beautiful little clouds. And he's the god of his canvas. And everybody knows who he is because he took the time to become good at what he was and took the time to teach others. And now he is honored consistently for that. I mean, sometimes I look at the sky and say, oh, Bob Ross must be painting today because it's that beautiful. So with that said, get yourself a hobby. If you can find yourself a, something that you might want to do. I mean, even if it's just, you know, drawing or coloring or something like that, just figure out something to do it and venerate the gods through it. When we talk tomorrow or this week, next week coming up. What are we talking about? Yeah, Kelly said something that I, I want to touch on. Um, she talked about her patron god. I don't believe in patron gods, but we'll get into that more later. And I want to talk about patron gods and picking a favorite god and picking a not so favorite god. Well, and how you, you. Or they pick you or, you know, whatever goes on. I want to talk a little bit about that and how we do that. And as modern heavens, what we should do with that concept of a patron god or a favorite god or a god favoring you. So I want to thank you all for joining me for Modern Heathen Man, and I will come to you either tomorrow or this week sometime. And I want to thank you again for joining me. Tell you hail to you for listening. Hail to all those out there, and thank you.